What's up guys, welcome to the Care Coach Lead Show. This is Andrew Frezza with Austin Bettigrew. And today we're gonna to be talking about how to coach an average Joe or an Olympian with your technical coaching and how understanding universal movement patterns specifically can, you enable, can enable you to coach all different levels of athletes on a technical level. Okay, so if you guys have been following along on our YouTube channel, the Care Coach Lead YouTube channel, you've seen these universal movement patterns videos pop up from time to time. We've been posting a few of them. If you haven't checked it out, I would highly recommend checking it out. Some of the best technical uh, information that we've shared so far on coaching, and we really show you um, in YouTube, you know, we have the video there to show you how this stuff is applied. Some of those universal movement patterns include things like having a vertical forearm and a lot of our pushing and pull, pulling movements. It's things like position one, position two, position three, um, we did one specifically on position two and how that transfers to different movements. It's knuckles over in terms of knuckles over the bar on like gymnastics movements or knuckles over the bar on a snatch or a clean. So these are the type of universal movement patterns that we're talking about. We can dive into those in more detail. And then we're going to talk about how to apply it to be a better coach, why understanding these can make you a better coach, and then how this can extend to like programming, nutrition coaching, lifestyle coaching, and how you guys just having some basic technical knowledge and, and transferability can actually expand who you're able to coach and how deep you're able to, to go with them. Um, so Austin, I'll, I'll kick it over to you here to talk a little bit about universal movement patterns. Let's, let's start with just like basically how are, you, how are you applying this on the floor? How do you think about it on the floor when you're coaching a group class or one-on-one -on -one session? Yeah, so I, th I think this is where a lot of newer coaches actually make coaching overcomplicated when it can be very simple. And things that I think about when you, when you bring this up is when I do a one-on-one -on -one session with someone who's brand new, they've, they've never done anything as far as what we do inside of our gyms, a lot of the movements that I'm teaching them have the same movement patterns. So for an easy example for you guys at home, if I'm teaching the deadlift, I teach it backwards personally. So I start them standing and I have them work down from mm -hmm. there. If I'm teaching the clean, I have them start standing and I work down from there. If I'm starting to teaching the skier, they start standing, they work down from there. The thing with all these movements, the kettlebell swing is the same, like they all have points that look the exact same. Mm -hmm. So if I'm on a deadlift, I'm on a clean, I'm on a skier, I'm on a kettlebell swing, at some point I'm getting to what we call position two or top of the knee in mm -hmm. that hinge position. So everything looks the same. And not only can you use that to kind of get the athlete to understand positioning and body awareness in that position, you can use it as a coach to start walking around and noticing those. So instead of trying to look at every piece of the clean that happens so fast and so dynamic, yeah. maybe one day you just focus on that position too. And because you've coached it a hundred different ways and a hundred different movements, it's very easy to spot if something's wrong or on a deadlift. Like it's very easy to see if someone is, you know, not hinging in more of a squat or, or whatever it may be, it's really easy to start picking out faults. So taking that one-on-one -on -one session and then adding it to the group class when there's more people to watch, I try to just personally focus on one specific movement pattern to focus on that day. Now obviously if there's a gross fault somewhere else, I'll help. But yeah. if you know we're working on cleans and you know I keep seeing people miss position one, I am dialed in on that position that day so that I can hopefully make uh, progress with that athlete or, or that specific movement thing. But also, I like to go back to when they first started because everyone basically here had a one-on-one -on -one session. Hey, remember when you did the 
whatever the, the box jump and we focus on hips going back like mm. that's the same thing i want you to think about on this yeah. and that's kind of how i layer it and i think it can help you know coaches who are newer like don't overcomplicate things like don't you don't have to use words like position one position two all the time you can use stuff like remember when you did a box jump you remember the kettlebell swing those are all simple things that they probably remember doing um you can just draw a straight line to to help them understand as well yeah i really like what you said about hey, you did it really well in this movement, let's, let's make a copy of that, let's replicate that in this movement. Build on something they're doing well and start to build some level of understanding to the transferability of different movements in the gym without having to specifically say, hey, we have these things called universal movement patterns and you have to be able to transfer over. It can just simply be, you did this really well over here, let's keep it going over here. Um, but what, what I think when you're talking, what I think you're getting at is this allows us to narrow our focus. This mm -hmm. allows us to get to a focus on just one aspect of a movement. Um, we talk about it when we're leading a group class of the magic of one focus per day. When we just focus on knuckles over the bar, it's a toes of bar day or it's a clean day, and we just simply focus on knuckles over the bar. Where is our hand position on that bar and how can that help us create leverage engage the lats, engage the forearms, and put us in the best position for success. That allows us to coach beginner athletes really well because we're not overwhelming them with a ton of information, and then allows us to perfect the movement of veteran and experienced athletes because we're taking something that they might be a B plus at, and we're giving them the opportunity to become an A plus at that particular aspect of the movement. So we're narrowing the focus of all ends of clients um, and narrowing our focus as a coach, as you mentioned, to say, well, let me perfect this aspect of the movement. I'm not going to ignore everything else, but it's going to give me a focus as a coach to have a talking point for that day and then have something specific to hone in on with my eye as I'm watching everybody move. Yeah, and I know we'll get into it in a minute, but programming is very similar as well. Like if you can, you know, when you're writing your, your week out, if you can focus on something for every individual workout, it, it makes the week flow a little bit easier as well. Um, but it also gives the coaches that are, you know, taking your programming and giving it to the class, something that they can grasp onto, grasp onto and then really, you know, give to the class or deliver to the class. Yeah. Um, so one thing I want to talk about is where I see coaches kind of fit into these different categories. So some coaches, I think, really enjoy technical coaching. They enjoy Olympic lifts, cleans, snatches, you know, maybe some muscle-ups or, or some type of kipping gymnastics movement. They want to do the higher skilled movement. And then they don't love coaching the simpler stuff as much. And I think part of that is because they don't understand that what they're coaching on the simpler stuff is just as important that that client moves well. There just might not be as many moving parts. So as we talk about like position two from a hang clean, carrying that over to like a skier or a ball slam, which coaches might consider to be less technical movements, the position of the shins being mostly vertical in that bottom position, in that kind of position to position is like something we can hone in on all three of those movements. So you may not know quite as much about the exact specifics of the skier, but you can start to look at, okay, does this look like that hang clean position? Are their shins mostly vertical? You know, does it look like they still have um, that engagement on the hamstrings, on the butt, in that bottom position? Or are they squatting the movement too much? Are they over hinging to the point that their head is going past their hips and they're actually, you know, their butt is sticking up in the air so high and they would never look like that in a hang clean or a snatch, right? And so you can start to recognize these patterns 
and, and then use it to coach either, if you're a technical coach that doesn't coach simpler movements, you can coach those simpler movements better. Or if you're a coach who likes to coach simple movements but doesn't feel strong on the technical movements, now you have just that one element to look at for the technical. Yeah, the thing I was gonna add on that is, I, so I just got back from USA Nationals in, in weightlifting. So some of the best weightlifters that we have in the USA. And I was laughing because an international head coach just looked at his athlete and he's like, would you please just jump? He's like, mm. all I want you to do is just jump. And he's like, he's trying to get his athlete to get fully extended after he gets position one. Yeah. But it was just funny to me because I'm like, this is one of the highest level coaches that we have in the United States when it comes to the most technical movements. And he's just telling his athlete, just please jump. <laughs> and, and it's funny because when we think technical coaching, I think those coaches tend to actually not coach very well because the athlete has no idea what they're trying to explain. Mm. You know, it, it's the, very, the most complicated movements with so many things going on at once. You're trying to explain three different things at once. They just need something so basic that they can grasp onto to actually make progress. So something like a jump, I think everyone understands how to jump. And that's all he wanted the athlete to do. You know, if it's, if it's a, um, I don't know, a snatch and you want someone to, to punch up better under the bar, like just say, like push up. Like it, it doesn't have to be overcomplicated. And I think that's where people get a little bit backwards. And I think if you're the other way, if you like simple movements because you're more, maybe you're nervous to coach these harder, more technical movements, I would say you might have an advantage almost because you understand the basic movements. And if you can understand there's patterns between the two, just use the same cues and corrections that you use on those simple movements to help those people with their really technical movements. And you can always you know, make it more complicated over time but most people don't need that much complication. If you have some of those veteran athletes, you would actually probably be surprised with, if you just find one thing that's pretty simple that they're missing, you know, even the highest level athletes miss position one often or miss extension often, like find something like a jump or, you know, it could be anything, but find something very simple that you can focus on that day to give them as well. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. Um, so let's talk about how this transfers to programming a little bit and then to potentially like lifestyle coaching. So, um, and before we do that, let's talk about the concept of transferability. So one of the things that we're, we're touching on but not specifically saying is this idea of transferability. When we can improve a pattern in one movement, then that should hopefully make us better at multiple movements. So by dialing in these patterns, which are, are there almost like I mean, almost like naturally baked into our DNA. These aren't necessarily made up things. These are where physics tells us like we are most efficient positions. Like one universal movement pattern is a straight bar path. It's the most efficient way to get that, that bar, you know, to move through gravity. So um, I'm trying to think where I was gonna go with that. <laughs> I just completely lost my train of thought. Um, oh. So when we're talking about transferability, it is that ability to have multiple things improve with that one thing. So just understanding patterns exist. When we go to program now, we can look for, for patterns. It might be movement patterns. It might be, hey, upper body push versus upper body pull, squatting versus hinging, uh, cardio stuff versus more strength training stuff. And generally, if you come from like a CrossFit background, you're trying to understand what is the pattern so I can fill in the gaps of what's missing from the pattern. If you're working with more of a 
um, maybe a sports-specific athlete or someone who has a very defined goal, like I want to bench press 300 pounds, you're going to probably attack that in more of a linear progressive way. And what you're trying to do is build a pattern and then just extend the pattern. You're not trying to fill in gaps necessarily. You're trying to build a pattern and understand how does that pattern progress and grow over time. So I think it's a skill that um, coaches probably probably are closer to applying on the technical side that they can then just walk into programming to be able to extend their reach and help for people. Yeah, I would agree. And once you've done it for a while, it's pretty easy to like look at it like a week or a month and kind of spot patterns in it. Um, I would agree. I think, I think if you can do it well on the floor, do it well with a client, and you can really understand that, like looking at a week of programming or looking at some programming in general, um, and being able to just dissect it a little bit, is, it, it's a good skill to have, not only for you as a coach to program for your client or whoever, but also just be able to understand and potentially coach a client or explain to a client why you're doing something in the first place. Yeah. So then where the next step is, you can actually apply this to something like nutrition coaching. Um, we, we talked with Brian from O23 about doing more holistic lifestyle coaching. And I think a lot of coaches who are good trainers in the gym, good technical coaches, they kind of box themselves in and they, they probably do this unnecessarily. Sometimes it's an interest thing. They're not super passionate about nutrition. They're not super passionate about lifestyle. But I think a lot of times it's just, it's a lack of, feeling like they could provide value in that arena. And I see a lot of carryover from sales conversations into like nutrition and lifestyle coaching. So in sales conversations, what we're typically pointing out to the client, the potential client is this pattern that you have is not creating the result that you want. So, and sometimes people haven't ever really thought about it that way. Mm -hmm. They, it's funny, they, they know they've never been in shape or maybe they've lost the weight and then they've gained it back. That's a common pattern, right? Hey, how many times have you lost 10 pounds and gained it back? Well, what's gonna be different about this time, right? You're showing them how that previous pattern has led to a result that they're not happy about it. Yes, it can achieve the short-term 10 pound weight loss, but that's not what they want. They wanna keep it off. So how is the pattern gonna change for the result gonna, gonna change? And again, I think if we can recognize these patterns, and sometimes it's about then shining that back, shining a light on that back to the client, then we can become a very effective coach in arenas outside of just technical coaching. Yeah, I have a pretty good example of that. So we, um, uh, it's been like a month ago now, um, we signed up a client named Paul, and he had a very specific pattern of what he previously did, but it was not matching up to the goal that he wanted. So his goal was very much, very much aesthetic based for him. Okay. So his pattern originally was, you know, he likes to cook, he likes to eat obviously, and he loves to do yoga and ride bikes. So those are all great things, but if your goal is to build muscle and look aesthetically different, um, that's probably not gonna equal up to that very quickly. Um, so when he came to us, he was only here for a month. They were basically just trying the area out to see if they wanna live, live here eventually after um, he finishes retiring and all that kind of stuff. But we kind of sat down, had, I don't know, it was like a two hour conversation of what his new pattern was going to be. And he stuck to it like very well for a month. So he worked with Danielle, uh, my wife on nutrition. They came up with their own plan there. He worked with me one-on-one -on -one, um, for personal training and he stuck to it every single day. So it was four days a week, one-on-one, -on -one, we were at 1.30 p.m. And he had the meals laid out from Danielle or whatever he needed to do there. And then come to the end of the month and he had like 
three, almost four pounds of muscle mass, like down 3% body fat and body weight was basically similar. But what it shows you is like how quickly you can change something in your life with just a little switch of the pattern mm -hmm. that he was on. So, you know, his goal was, was to do that, was to build muscle. And I was just telling him like, you know, you're doing a lot of calorie burning, but it's not necessarily what you're looking for as far as like changing the way your body looks. So just getting on the right path. And now that he kind of understands that, I think it's going to be a lot easier when down the road, when those kind of plateau, hey, we have to change the pattern just a little bit again. He's going to understand that pretty quickly. Yeah. So let's, let's bring this back full circle. So when we go to something as simple as like knuckle position on a bar, mm -hmm. right? And we're, we're trying to get your client to understand how is this valuable? And maybe they're just doing uh, some lighter power cleans that day. They don't really need to be in perfect position because there's margin for error in terms of the loading they're using or the format that it's in. If we can talk about, you know, their goal, their objective, hey, you know, every time we go heavy on cleans, you're failing reps, you're hitting a limit. What if we were to dial in your technique? What if we were to try to keep your close to perfect technique on a day like today, even though it's not the same thing, what if we were to drill in this pattern and that becomes a habit that you can use later on, you know, or someone gets sloppy on their skier technique or whatever, just because they're like, oh, I'm just trying to get through it. Well, what if we maintain that pattern? You become more efficient, you become stronger over time. You can start to achieve better performances in these workouts. So trying to, again, just give them that basic understanding of how their, their actions in the past have led to lack of success potentially or success. You can build on wins as well. Um, but oftentimes we're trying to show athletes, hey, this thing for, that you've been doing for a while isn't quite working, isn't quite lining up. What if we try something different and, and giving them that? Right. I think this will click with a lot of coaches. They'll understand this. Like you have that client's like, oh, it'll look better when I add weight. Yeah. You know, that comment and like every coach is like, no, it's just going to look worse. <laughs> one of my, one of my favorite quotes is by Klukov, who used to be in the scene, was very famous. He was like, I'm a better weightlifter than 99% of people in the world because I lift the barbell better than 99% of people in the mm -hmm. world. And I love that quote because that's usually where clients are creating patterns. You know, it's those light percentages, the barbell, the warm up. Those are all spots that clients could be making progress in the right direction. They're choosing not to. Mm -hmm. And then when it gets to those heavier weights, whatever their movement pattern has been locked in over time, it's going to come back. So unless they're practicing to change that pattern, it's always going to come back to pattern. It's always going to show itself eventually. Even if, you know, the first couple of lifts look great, you know, when it gets to a certain weight, it's going right back. Yeah. Cool. We'll wrap up there. Hope you guys found this valuable. If you have any uh, patterns that you want to share, you want to add to the conversation and uh, you use to make you a better coach on the floor, uh, feel free to share them. You can reach out to Andrew at FitTown.com, Austin at FitTown.com, but we'll see you in the next video. Thank you.